helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. This is the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. This is the Power Hour with myself, Natalie Lennon. I am here with you every Wednesday evening until 7 p.m. on KCLR. As always, so excited to have the opportunity to dive deep into everything fitness, nutrition, mindset, and well-being with you. A reminder, the aim of the Power Hour every single week is to give you the tools to take control of your health inside and out. Here, we are all about education over dictation and I truly believe that knowledge is power so I want to give you the knowledge and thus the power to maximize the quality of your life inside and out and of course we want to have lots of fun while we do it I want to give you that feel good factor guys every week walking away from the power hour my favorite hour of the week if you want to get in touch with any questions that I can help you with food or fitness or mindset related confidence comfort zone related please do so on our dinnersready.com IE text sign 083 306-9696. I am a nutritional coach and personal trainer, so more than happy to help with anything you are struggling with. So coming up on this week's Power Hour, it's a very, very fun one because we have a gut health special. We are going to make gut health cool here today. I'm interviewing a specialist. So please send in any questions that you might have with regards to digestive health, maybe how food is affecting your mood, any intolerances you think you might have. Get those questions into us now and I will pop them over to her. I will be doing my usual q and I have two really good questions that came in over on my Instagram this week. Uh, we have one about running. And one about caring less about others' opinions, which I think is a really, really important topic to double down on. We have our usual weekly slots here, the one minute myth bust, our fitness funny and our cheer challenge, the homework that I gave you last week. I want to dive into that and see how you got on and set you a new assignment for this week. But first, we are going to go to a quick ad break. Have something you want answered? Just let us know. It's the Power Hour Q&A. Hello and welcome back to the Power Hour with myself, Natalie Lennon. So our weekly Q&A, I got these questions in on my Instagram. Please do contact me there. It is at Natalie Lennon underscore with any questions you would like answered here too. So the first one, I have developed a mental block to running. How can I overcome this? Now, I feel like during the pandemic, running became a really, really popular activity and sport, especially for people who have never done it before. There was also maybe a lot of pressure felt to take up running because there was such little else to do. Now, returning to running or starting for the first time, often these mental blocks can occur. It's like a writer experiences mental blocks. Running and exercise, we experience the same phenomenon. How can we overcome it? Well, I do relate to this. So I can tell you from personal experience, it is hard and it can be overdone. So just to give you a bit of background, I actually ran a half marathon once upon a time. It's the longest I've ever run. That's 21 kilometres for anyone who doesn't know. Um, got it in an hour and 44 and it's like my little achievement that I will mention every single time I get the chance because I'll never run that fast again. But then I got injured and I didn't run for almost a year. It took me nearly a month before I could actually walk a kilometre when I got injured. And I never thought I'd run again. I know how hard it is when you lose that fitness and you want to get back to it or when you're starting from scratch. It's tough. So how can you overcome this mental block? Number one, stop telling yourself you have a mental block. The more you say it, the more you'll believe it. Your thoughts become your truth. 
Your thoughts become your reality. You need to remind yourself of that every single morning. When you wake up, whatever it is, you say to yourself and you look in the mirror, that's going to be your tone and, and how you feel for the day. So you get up, you look in the mirror tomorrow and you tell yourself, I will be able to do this run. There is no block. That's the first thing. Secondly, Look, you need to follow a program. So let's say you want to do a five kilometer or a 10 kilometer, set a date and get a program. I have programs myself online. There's plenty there for free if you just Google them. And you need to schedule in that run like you do your haircut or your nail appointment. We will cancel on anything it is popping up to get our hair done. Isn't that right, guys and girls? But we'll easily, um, we won't cancel on anything coming up if we're getting our hair done, but we'll easily cancel on our run or our workout or our fitness class because we're just not in the mood. But you need to make it a non-negotiable. I heard that one year when it came to New Year's uh, resolutions. Don't say a resolution, say a non-negotiable. So this week, when you make your schedule, when you slot in that run for yourself, make it a non-negotiable. No cancelling. Um, I would suggest booking into a race or like the mini marathon or a local fundraiser, 5K. Use that as your go-to goal. Then you'll be more motivated. Definitely grab a friend if you can to do the runs with you. I ran with my cousin. That was the first time I ran a 5K in a year and it's because she was with me. It was easier. I definitely would recommend a really good playlist as well. Get the music pumping. Uh, but be careful if you're running on the road. Obviously, if you listen to music, you need to leave at least one earphone out. Positive thinking. That is the key to overcoming the mental block. Remember, change is never comfortable, guys. It's never comfortable, but it's always worth it. So get comfortable being uncomfortable to break through those blocks. Now, another question that came in, how to care less about what other people think? I'm going to touch on this really, really quickly because obviously it's not fitness, it's not nutrition, but it's mindset. And when we're changing our lifestyle, especially with dietary or fitness-related topics, it tends to get a lot of judgment, but you can't let that affect you or stop you from taking control, taking the power. So when it comes to caring what other people think, I have struggled a lot with this over the years and I still work through it every day. I really, really do because I put myself out there online a lot too. It's hard. You get a lot of judgment, but this is what you need to remember. You have one life. You're not going to waste it changing who you are or acting in a way that pleases the opinions of others that don't know you or don't really care. When we accept that we're not going to please everyone and it's not our job to, life gets a lot easier. So stop apologising, get out of your head and remember if it's important to you, to your happiness, your passion, why does it matter what other people say? Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Now, speaking of our gut, we have a special chat coming up very soon that is going to dive into all things gut health. Before we do, I want to mention really quickly, there is a free self-defense workshop on in Dragon's Lair from 2 to 5 p.m. this Saturday, the 26th. And it is for all ages, males and females, absolutely everyone who wants to come down. I will be there. So do come on down on Saturday if you are free. Now, guys, we're going to jump to a quick song and then be back to you. This is Hey by Leah Hart. Hey, it's the 12th time this week I've called to say Hope your friends and family are okay I saw your sister in Starbucks yesterday and we both cried And Amy, saw you out in that bar you used to take me Sipping on a drink with a brunette I hate to tell you but that girl is crazy And I'm not asking for much Just a hey 
Everybody, this is the Power Hour here on KCLR with Nathalie Lennon, and I am thrilled to be joined today with Lorraine, a gut health specialist, coach, creator of the online program Gut Instincts, and co-owner of Thrive Cafe in Tullow, County Carlow. Lorraine, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. So excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. We were just saying we haven't actually got to have a coffee ourselves in Thrive Cafe, so we must do so <laughs> after this. Two busy women. Two busy women is right. So we're going to dive into the topic of gut health. Now, this is a term that we hear again and again, but you are the specialist. Can you clarify what exactly is the gut? This is such a good question because I think there's actually a lot of confusion around the whole gut and what it is. Often I'll ask a person, you know, where they're experiencing pains or symptoms and they'll say, oh, I have a pain in my stomach, but they'll actually be holding their intestines. Mm -hmm. So the area can get confusing for people, but really the gut is this whole encompassing word to describe the organ of where we break down our food and digest it, absorb absorbed and eliminated. So this goes all the way from our mouth down to the other side of the body. And it's a 30 foot long tract. And with that, it's quite thin lining. So it encompasses all the other organs it meets along the way. So the gut isn't just this tube. It's everything working together to perform the function of the digestive system. That's interesting because I actually thought the gut was just your small and large intestine. But it's actually from start to finish. Yes, it's everything. The whole that, pathway that It's your the whole takes. pathway. And that's why I think a lot of people don't realise that some symptoms are a sign of gut health that's not working properly. Yeah. So because we associate it with different things, especially around the stomach area, yeah. we don't think, oh, that's got to do with processing or, you know, we just associate it with what comes out okay. of our body. Yeah. But and just why is gut health so important? Before I ask you about those signs that people don't really recognise as being their gut needing mm-hmm. extra care, why is gut health so important? Another great question because the gut is as I said, moving the whole way down the body. It is our everything to do with food, but it is also our first point of contact with everything that's in the external world. So it's our first line of defence. Our immune system resides behind our gut. Isn't it around 70 to 80% of your immune system is housed in the gut? Yes, and even 95% of your serotonin, which is your feel-good hormone, is made in the gut. So when the gut isn't right, if you don't have a healthy gut, every other system is affected in a different way. And so I like to bring people on the journey. 
that needs to be repeated for people to really hear it. If yes. your gut is somewhat just out of balance, out of whack, every other system is affected. Your mood, yes. which is everything, your mental health and your immune system. And this is a point I really like to drill home and yes. thank you for doing so because we go around chasing symptoms. We go around saying, oh, I'm not feeling, I feel this or my mood or my hormones. And while yes, your hormones might be out of balance, it too can be stemming from the fact that your gut is in processes processing them and eliminating them correctly and therefore then you have hormonal imbalance. That's so true and I think what is so hard about this day and age is our diet is probably for most people not the most supportive of gut health. Now I'll get on to the dietary factors in one second um, because I struggle with that myself. I make decisions some days I know are not going to support my gut but it's hard to say no to the treat sometimes. What are the signs that your gut may need some extra care that your clients usually experience? That is very vast um, because as I said it goes it goes through all the different systems so generally it might be if it's sluggishness anything to do with tiredness Mm. yeah anything to do with fatigue um, not feeling good in the morning um, you know feeling an imbalance um, not having regular bowel movements you have just apart from that one you've ticked every box that I say every day I wake (laughs) up in the morning and I'm like oh I'm a bit tired I'm a bit foggy I feel a bit sluggish I feel a bit imbalanced it must be my hormones it's probably the gut it could be coming from there yeah Mm. absolutely um, but you were saying regular bowel movements. Yes, that's so that's a really good indicator because we can, you know, how often do we visit the toilet will tell us how well our digestive system is actually functioning because it's part of our eliminatory organs. Yeah. So we look to that. And some other signs that I was having a look through your Instagram page last night, which is, what's your handle on Instagram? At Thrive with Lorraine. At Thrive with Lorraine. So I was having a look at that. Skin breakouts, your energy being yes. poor, mood swings, battling cravings brain fog and maybe for some people holding on to weight just around their stomach area absolutely and you're so right in saying we all look for the problem that is not the gut or we look for the the tablet or the supplement that can help and we don't go to look at the most basic tool which is our diet and it's so amazing that when people start to look after their gut health that is the feedback I always get is oh my skin gets better I feel more balanced I feel more energy I'm less sluggish I'm calmer is a huge one yeah so guys just to jump in if you have any questions for Lorraine with regards to your gut health or something you've experienced please do send them into us here on KCLR at um, 083-306-9696 that is our dinnersready.ie text line so looking at Lorraine's uh, Instagram the other day I saw you said January isn't just for detoxing, every day is. So we all speak about getting the the greatest detox tea or the detox food, but our body does the detoxing and that is through bowel movements. Now, everyone gets so uncomfortable speaking about this. (laughs) So guys, we're just going to speak about it. We're putting it out there. Why are daily bowel movements so important? Uh, I I talk about daily bowel movements daily and um, because again it's indicator of how well we are detoxing. The liver and the gut work really hard to help you eliminate the toxins and move them out of the body and when we're not moving things out of the body, the liver actually work twice as hard because toxins get sent around again. Toxins are harmful to the body so the body has this amazing storing mechanism 
metabolism. It mm-hmm. wants to get them into the fat to make it safe for your body. So it has to process them through the liver again and try to send them okay. out. Yeah. I feel like often we hear the word toxins and we think very lightly of it, but it's very serious. Yeah. Like, am I right in saying... Um, diagnosis rates of colon cancer have gone up dramatically in the last few years because of the toxins sitting in people's gut because they're not having regular bowel movements and they think that's normal. Oh, this the normal thing is is you know, heartbreaking in ways. In, lots of people probably come to you as they would have myself when yes. I was doing more PT. Oh, I only go once a week, yes. but that's normal for me. Yes. And you have to stop them in their tracks and go, hold on. I'm holding my hands up in studio right now. That is not normal and it's hard to get that into someone's mind yeah and there's been times where I would have a conversation with someone who didn't have a bowel movement only once every two weeks and then through working with the gut you see everything goes out of balance from that point so when we start to restore as I said and mentioned earlier things will start to slot back into place but the toxins are building up within. It's like a blocked pipe and if we don't clear it out this is what we talk a lot about bacteria in the microbiome and we have this great understanding now that probiotics and all the good things that we need to get but if for bowel isn't moving the bad bacteria, the opportunistic ones, they get stronger. Okay, so question what lifestyle factors are damaging people's gut health at the moment? Oh, this is a really great question and we uh, uh, lead a long day for this but I'll try to keep it brief. The biggest thing I could say is balance is the biggest factor and balance is different for everyone. We live in this society where you know doing is praised all the time and we're trying to be our best version of ourselves which is fantastic but sometimes it's known what's going on. So is your job, how much time is it taking? How much time is do you give to exercise? How much time do you give to time out doors, how much time do you give to cooking to value it all and find that place of balance so that you are giving some feeding of your body and keeping the stress levels managed. Stress is really, really important when it comes to your gut health yes. as well as diet. Stress is huge. Okay, Lorraine, there's so much more I want to speak about with you. So we're <laughs> going to hold on to Lorraine and we will be back here very soon, guys. We're just jumping to a quick ad break. Helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition and mindset. The KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello everybody and welcome back. So we are here with our gut health specialist, Lorraine, who is also the creator of the online program Gut Instincts and co-owner of Thrive Cafe in Tullow. So we're diving into gut health here and we left it there on the lifestyle factors that are damaging our gut health and stress is one of them. Can I also ask you with regards to dietary factors, like I'm thinking alcohol, smoking, processed foods, I'm presuming they're all negatively impacting our gut and thus our our brain because that gut mind connection is really strong. I mean, so there's several questions in there and to mm-hmm. break that down, in terms of again, if we come back to the gut being this processing organ and then we look at well what is stressing out the gut because it can't process it down. I think we have this habit of putting things into category of good or bad but I like to look at it from well have I lost the ability to break that food down 
And when it comes to stress, then that's a whole other side because we'll crave certain foods that we could say are bad for us or bad for our gut. Mm -hmm. And that's a topic. But from a processing perspective, some foods can be irritating to the gut. So the stress could be physical, but the stress can also be psychological. And that leads us into this gut brain connection. And this is a topic I am very passionate about. We very much know about this central nervous system, how we work from the top down, our brain telling us what to do next but we actually are a feeling person and and you mentioned this really great earlier on about the emotions and and what we're going through and we have this sensory organ called our nervous system and mm-hmm. this is constantly giving feedback to our gut and really the primal thing is our gut is trying to see all the time are we safe do i feel safe here do i have this sense of safety do, am i secure and if i'm not then i'm tapping into this fight or flight so i am perceiving stress And my body is always there on the ready, getting that feedback from the gut, going all the way up to the brain, danger. So that's the communication. Like the gut instinct really is a phenomenon. I was listening to an audiobook during the week and they were like, animals listen to their intuition so often. If an animal thinks there's prey in the forest, they'll run and they'll do that for their safety. But we so often don't listen to our intuition or our gut and we seek the you know, approval of others and the opinion of other people or we ignore the craving or the symptom. Um, so you did mention a while back about the bacteria in your gut. So often in media, especially in diet culture, we're told that we need to take probiotics for our gut health. Mm -hmm. Can I ask your opinion on the need to take probiotics as a supplement for our gut health? Yeah, really good question. Again, I really like to bring people back to this journey. We're all on, we're either in health or we're on a healing journey and it depends on where we are at. So when we're healing, there are different things that our body needs and depending on that journey, there's so many diagnoses within the gut and some people with their diagnosis, I would encourage gut bacteria to be part of their protocol but some people depending on what's going on if they have bacteria in the wrong places we don't want to be building that bacteria and making it stronger sometimes we need to detox first and remove the irritants and then replenish so it depends on where the person is at when you're in a place of health this is the ideal place where our gut is going strong and you know we're having a bit of everything and everything in moderation that we need to be feeding that and there's so many amazing cultures out there that use fermented foods we use them a lot in the cafe we do and we're very passionate about trying to put them on the plate for people because they're tastes that are not people really like but that's part of it I have to say and I hope you don't mind me saying this I was in the cafe in Tullow one day and your son ran up to you and he said mom can I please have a kombucha I was like, oh my, did he, like such a young boy asking for a kombucha, which for those listening um, at home that don't know what that is, it's a fermented drink that's really good for your gut. Usually children are running up asking for a Coke or sweets. It was incredible. So that's like with regards to getting probiotic fermented foods in there, that's one example. That's one example. Um, Another one we love in the cafe is sauerkraut and kimchi. And I know Helen, my sister, made a beautiful salad with kimchi yesterday. She was showing me some posts. Um, So yeah, there are just some. Miso is another great one. And probiotic yogurt, just good quality, natural yogurt and trying to stay away from the fat free ones and the ones with sugars added to them. Exactly. When it comes to yogurt, a lot of people believe that um, dairy can be a trigger for gut problems. Do you think that's psychological or individual? Could be both, but down to the processing. So coming back to like at the beginning of my own gut health journey, dairy was an aggravating factor, but now I enjoy 
enjoy dairy in my life and sometimes I'll introduce it in different ways because there are many forms of, of dairy course. and again the processed dairy like cheese will vary hugely between the ones you buy in the market and the ones you buy in the supermarket. Okay, brilliant. And just to touch on other topics that often come up as being like, oh no, that you know, it causes me to bloat, it causes me to feel unwell. Gluten is one that we hear so often. Yeah, we hear that a lot, absolutely, because gluten resembles other things in the body. So when we have this overactive immune system, so that immune system that lies behind the gut lining, when the lining isn't right we get a very overreactive and we tend to be living in infl- inflammation so anyone who uh, feels a lot of pain or aches in the body then they're more likely to react to foods like gluten so it would be what going in towards the immune side and helping the body calm down and rebuild So if you are someone who's experiencing inflammation in the body would it be wise to be conscious of your gluten intake? Absolutely they, I would be looking at helping to remove what is irritating irritating it that you can control through food then start looking maybe at the emotional side what's irritating you and work to foods that are healing a lot of the time it's like the blame game take out the gluten take out the dairy without ever looking at well how do I repair because really when you're removing you're removing for a reason to stop the irritation but you need to heal repair as well yeah I absolutely love how holistic your view is on the gut and how it's never just about taking things away but you're always wondering what we can bring in. For those wondering where they could maybe pick up some probiotic foods you obviously mentioned yoghurt sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha are they in regular supermarkets? Yes, I see them more and more. Like when we started out, even in the cafe four years ago, these things weren't available. But locally now, there are some good brands of kombucha and sauerkraut. There is an Irish company that do and make their own as well. So there are some really good Irish local Biona, companies. or is that a different one? They, they're English. It's... Um, the sauerkraut, uh, cultured foods, and then there's all about kombucha. That is another great for uh, fermenting. Uh, They do a really good organic kombucha and we have that in the cafe as well. Lovely. We should always go organic if we can. Am I right in saying that? I have um, a amazing brother-in-law who likes to do everything organic because it's better for the gut because you don't know about the additives that could be there that can affect the gut. Would you say that additives in food can be quite... Yeah, additives and chemicals, again, if you're processing and your liver, so if you're falling into the whole hormonally imbalanced side of you, you're definitely more sensitive to chemicals and you'll be more sensitive to things that are added in in the food processing. So organic isn't, you know, they try to measure it up, oh yeah, vitamin A, vitamin B, be macronutrients it can yes. be the same it's the phytochemicals and the chemicals you're looking for in the organic that are very promoting and healing and you're giving Brilliant. your job less work to do we want yeah. to give the gut less work you to want do to make things easier yeah. for yourself because in the healing journey know, in the fitness world and i'm in the gym a lot there's just drinks everywhere all these energy drinks all these protein bars and you're wondering are they actually that good for you but now we know to be to be a little bit more cautious okay so Lorraine it has been absolutely incredible to have you here on the Power Hour it's been a powerful time and really enjoyed it if people want to find you where can they do so at Thrive at Lorraine or www.thrivealorraine.ie or hello at thrivealorraine.ie to email anyway and at the cafe (laughs) thank you so much thank you the Power Hour Fitness Funny 
each week here on the Power Hour, we have a funny fitness story that I get into my Instagram. Please do send one over to us here on our dinnersready.ie text line 0833069696 or to me here. Um, we have the story from from this week so this one I thought was hilarious because this happened to me in a gym in Tolo actually as well not too long ago now I didn't have quite the disastrous ending that this man did so made the mistake of unloading a heavy barbell on one side if you've been into a gym before you know there's these long iron bars that's called a barbell and you put weights on either side now generally there's a setup so that when you take off one weight it won't topple over but some individuals males and females lift very very heavy so luckily he had it lower to the ground at around knee height resting on safety bars but it was loaded quite heavy and he took around 30 kg off one side and didn't the bar flip into the air crash into a glass door frame and it was so loud that everyone turned to look and the owners came running down because the glass smashed everywhere. I would be so embarrassed but I I didn't get any more uh, to the story here as to whether he took it like a champ or he ran out the door and never returned. I do hope no one was hurt in the process and we've learned our lesson not to unload a bar completely on one side when I was in the gym one day I had done a squat with this barbell on my back and I went to walk back in to sit it on the bar and for some reason one side of the barbell just completely missed the safety hook and went to fall to the ground and it was the most embarrassing moment of my life but you know what no one was looking at me I looked all around the gym and there wasn't a soul looking at me yet I was so worried as to what everyone else was thinking so that is just your reminder to worry less about what other people are thinking of you if you are going into a gym now we also have a myth to bust here clearing up those misconceptions the power hour one minute myth bust so this week's myth that we are busting if someone tries to sell you a product telling you that fat can turn into muscle please don't believe them that is not true you can burn fat and you can build muscle. Sometimes even at the same time, if you're completely new to training or if you're coming back from an injury, it can be done simultaneously. Just like you can gain fat, you can also lose muscle. Remember that, but make no mistake, fat and muscle are two different types of tissue. You can't turn one into the other. You cannot do it. The best analogy I can use is you cannot turn an orange into an apple. They're different tissues. So if someone tries to sell you something telling you they can turn your fat into muscle, that is a lie. We are busting that myth right here, right now. Don't go anywhere, guys. We are going to jump to a quick ad break and then I'm back to you with our cheer challenge very soon. You're listening to the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello everybody and welcome back. This is the Power Hour with myself, Natalie Lennon here on KCLR. So I want to talk to you now about our cheer challenge. Each week here on the Power Hour, I give you an assignment. Now last week, very quickly, I asked you if you could try to add colour to every single meal. Now ideally, three meals of the day, but I know it's very hard to add colour to your breakfast. So if you remember, if we go back to the first week, even the second week, I spoke about how each meal should have a carb, a protein, a fat and colour. So you're getting more fibre, so that's going to aid your gut health, which we just spoke all about. When it comes to colour, 
in the morning I say that can be your banana it can be your blueberries it can be your raspberries I know not everyone wants to have broccoli and asparagus in the morning but I hope last week you added in extra colour to your lunch and to your dinner personally I have 7 to 10 servings of vegetables and fruit a day not 3 to 5 I believe it should be so much more than that if you want your gut health and thus your immune system and thus your mood to thrive we need more colour think about adding in new vegetables as well how did you get on do let me know new vegetables ones that people don't usually go for like eggplant that's one that I never tried until recently Um, so that was your challenge from last week and please don't forget to keep these up every single week the first week we were aiming for a minimum of seven hours sleep and then the week after that it was a glass of water in the morning and now you have your extra colour in your meals and this week what I'm going to ask you to do is try a probiotic food how could I not ask you to do that after everything we've spoken about here today so that could be a live cultured yogurt and remember we don't want to go for the high sugar low fat ones we want good wholesome natural yogurt it could be sauerkraut or kimchi they were the two other most popular probiotic foods and another one that you could go for could be kefir as well they are four great options you'll get them in your supermarkets just keep your eyes out for them if you can't see them do make sure you ask someone if they can get them for you okay we're going to take you to a quick song now this is daft punk with get lucky of the phoenix all ends with beginnings what keeps the planet spinning ah the force from the beginning We're up all night to get lucky. 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 We
to the Power Hour here on KCLR with myself, Nathalie. So we've got in questions here that I want to fly through. So we have one in here that came for Lorraine now. She's after leaving us, but I'm going to touch on it very quickly. That was quite detailed, so I won't go into the details too much. Please do go to your GP with any serious concerns. Now, this uh, male or female let us know that they have a loose bowel motion daily. First thing in the morning, they have to rush to the bathroom really quick and they'd be absolutely bursting. So yes, there was some kind of history of bowel cancer in the family. Definitely do go to your GP and bring this up there. But just in case anyone else is experiencing loose stools in the morning or after eating, it can be an indication of an intolerance there, maybe something that you aren't digesting very well. That could be lactose, it could be an infection of some kind, it could be gluten, it could be eggs, a certain food that you can develop an intolerance to later in life. Um, You could also have loose stools if you're taking too much magnesium. I'm not sure if this particular individual is taking any supplements at home. If you're drinking too much coffee, remember let's not drink coffee late at night or certain foods that are spicy, really high fat, oily foods. These can all cause loose stools or perhaps um, you're having too little fibre, lots of hydration. So look to all those things and definitely definitely please do um, bring that up with your GP as well or catch Lorraine on her social media and I'll have her tagged on mine as well. We also got another question in from a lady who is wondering if she's having her fruit the right way. So wouldn't be one to have a lot of fruit, doesn't enjoy it whole, has been having it in a smoothie in the morning. Is this okay or enough? My answer here would be yes, fantastic how and ever. Don't make the mistake of thinking I'm being really healthy by having, you know, two oranges, an apple, some pineapple and a pear in my smoothie in the morning because you might as well be having about 10 teaspoons of sugar to be honest with you. Yes, you are going to get some of the vitamins from that fruit but you're also going to get a serious blood sugar spike. So I would say at most if you're making a smoothie at home put in just two pieces of fruit I wouldn't even push it to three and make sure we go back to the basics of balancing that out with a protein and a fat. 
So you might add in some yogurt. If you can tolerate that, you might add in some seeds or peanut butter. You might add in some milk. Make sure you have it balanced. So keep your fruit, but balance it out. Spinach, add in some vegetables or green powders. So that's what I would say with regards to your fruit smoothies. Guys, we are coming to the end of the Power Hour, my fourth show here on Casey Laura, and I've been absolutely loving every single minute of it. I hope you have been enjoying it too. Please do let me know. And you can catch up on our past shows on Spotify now. It is podcasted there, so you can search the Power Hour with myself, Natalie Lennon, on KCLR if you want to listen back. I hope you have enjoyed our chats with Lorraine. Everything Gut Health, I really enjoyed it. We'll get her back soon. If you have lots more questions, keep them coming in. And I'm really looking forward to our show next week where I'm going to talk a lot more about cold water therapy and sea dips. Now, I'm going to leave you and love you as they say. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Power Hour. We will talk to you soon.